Hi everyone, welcome back to Fill in My Cup With or Without You by me, Emma LeMay. This is my third podcast episode, and I'm still trying to work out some of the kinks I've had and establish a rhythm for recording these episodes. I am officially a college graduate. It still is hard to wrap my head around, especially since we did not have a graduation ceremony yet. But I'm all done at Marist. I moved out on Saturday and I'm back in my home state of Vermont. And today I want to talk about minimalism. I'm in a ranting mood, so I felt like now would be the perfect time. Oh my gosh, there's a bee um, to record a podcast episode. And minimalism is something that has become a lot more significant to me over the past few years. I thought about it a lot when I was moving out of my dorm and unpacking in my childhood bedroom. So with that said, let's get to it. So for this episode, I'm trying something new. Shout out to Nick Lunsford for the recommendation to go off script. I don't know if you could tell last week that I was reading from my notes, I'm sure you could, (laughs) but I, being the perfectionist that I am, get irritated if there's a mistake, if I say a word wrong, or don't use the right grammar, but this I think will feel hopefully more like a casual conversation or a chat instead of a lecture or like I'm reading an essay. So let me know what you think, if this is better. I'm apologize if I sound like I'm rambling but we're gonna we're gonna give this a go so first things first I want to share my co-star today it is try not to be overly critical if you can't propose an alternative and this co-star could not be more accurate or timely because I had my first portfolio review today Just a little bit of background, I am in a creative portfolio class this semester, and even though finals are done and everything, our professor scheduled all of her students in this class to have a one-on-one portfolio review with a professional in the industry. This was going to be in person in New York City. We were all super hyped about it, but obviously it is happening virtually, Um, and It's something that is a little nerve-wracking because we're basically showing them our books. And for people who don't know, a creative's book is not an actual book at all. It is their website that keeps all of their creative work that they've done. So for us, that's a lot of the campaigns we've done throughout the semester and the year. So these Zoom meetings, we're basically having these people who we've just met online go through our book and tell us what they think. And people in advertising have a lot of opinions. So you have to have thick skin in advertising. That's something that I'm always going to be working toward, having thicker skin, because I stand by the work that is on my website right now, but I'm also well aware that these people are not trying to tear you down. They're just trying to nitpick and make the work better. It's just very hard right now getting in the mindset of, okay, I spent three months on this stuff, but there are revisions to be made and those need to happen. 
Um, and I like this co-star a lot because it is so much more helpful for me being critiqued and getting suggestions instead of having someone just say, this is terrible, fix it. It's much harder for me to respect you as a person and a professional if all you're doing is telling you that it's bad without giving you any direction or um, any advice on what to do to make it better. So I have a few more of these portfolio reviews this week. They are essentially very helpful at the end of the day, but I'm really working on trying to take the pieces of advice that stick the most instead of trying to take what everyone's saying and wrap it up because then it's not going to sound like me. And at the end of the day, that is what is most important. So I will keep you informed as to how, how these go next week. It's a beautiful spring day, and I am recording in the Northeast Kingdom of Vermont. I'm sitting outside, soaking in the sun, trying to get some color, and I'm watching my dog, Kiara, run around the yard like a lunatic. Um, it has been so nice hanging out with her. Kiara is my first ever puppy I got her when I was in seventh grade for my birthday and she's just the light of my life I walked in the door on Saturday and she had no idea I was coming home and was super excited to see me gave me lots of kisses and started crying because she was so so happy um so I'm in the northeast kingdom this is not where I am from in Vermont but my mom recently got a new job up here. We're actually eight miles from Canada. So if the border was open, I would definitely pop over to Montreal since that's one of my favorite cities. Um, and we're just hanging out up here while, she, while she's at work. Kiara and I have gotten into a rhythm of making breakfast and doing some work in the kitchen, hanging out outside. It's actually super nice. I haven't been spending a whole summer in Vermont in quite some time now. Last summer I was in Maine and the summer before that I was interning in Saratoga. So I really am enjoying my time in the Green Mountain State since I certainly hope to start my career elsewhere. Um, my mom we're, right now we're staying above a garage in a little studio and it's connected to this beautiful house so yeah it's definitely little fires everywhere vibes um but my mom has a camper a satellite camper and yesterday she took me to the campsite that she's going to park this camper uh, she's going to bring that up next weekend and it's beautiful it's right on the lake you have a great view of newport there's a running path that takes you straight into town. So I know she's really excited about it. Um, she was living in the camper in Gloucester, Mass, two summers ago, but that's when my dad got sick. So she had to bring the camper home, and we haven't used it since then. My parents have been prepping the camper within the past week because they want to make sure everything is up and running so that my mom can live in it comfortably. The hot water is running in the shower, and the stove is working, as well as the refrigerator. And I'm actually going to be spending a lot of time in this camper too, I think. 
Right now, my plan is to come up here to the Northeast Kingdom with my mom when she's working Sunday through Thursday, and then make the three and a half hour drive back to the bottom of the state where home is. It's much easier for me to get work done up here or really when I'm just not in my childhood bedroom because that is not the most productive workspace for me. Also, our Wi-Fi in Sandgate is really not doing it for me. The other day I was trying to FaceTime Audio Sasha and couldn't even do that without it glitching. <laughs> um, but being in this camper and seeing it again, it reminds me that you really don't need that much space to live and to live comfortably. I have grown up living in small spaces pretty much my whole life. My bedroom at home is smaller than my dorm at college. It's probably nine or ten feet in a square and a tiny little closet the size of most college dorm bathrooms. So try to picture that. Uh, when I moved all my stuff home on Saturday, I dumped everything in my room. You couldn't see the floor. It looked like a tornado had come through there. And being the neat freak that I am, I wanted to get everything unpacked and organized before I went to bed that night. So I put on a podcast. My favorite one right now is called Dating Sucks, and it's hosted by Hinge. It's a really funny podcast right now. Dating is the last thing on my mind in this pandemic. I really haven't jumped on the train of virtual dates for first dates. It seems like it has the potential to be really awkward. And also, we don't know when this is going to end. So say you do have a really good time on these virtual dates. You don't know when you're going to see the person in real life. Okay, I, I don't need to go down that path right now. Okay, anyways, something that a lot of people don't know about me, uh, when I was younger, I was a huge hoarder. So I already told you that my bedroom at home is very small, but I kept everything and wanted to collect everything. When we would go on trips when I was younger, since family vacations weren't something we did very often, I would keep the ticket stubs and the bags that said Disney World on them. I would just collect all of this stuff because I guess when I was younger, I thought that having the actual item or being able to hold something would just transport me back to that time or that memory. And I've learned over the years that it doesn't do that. It just clutters your space and takes up more room than you need it to and that realization came probably in college when i was in high school at emma willard i still had a dorm for four years but i still collected stuff and i clearly remember at the end of the year everyone would throw away their stuff and throw away i mean they would put it in these donation bins and my friends and i would raid these bins because hey it was free stuff and You'd see something, you'd check the label, and you say, yeah, I'll definitely use this. And then it sits in your closet for God knows how long, and you never make use of it. Um, it really took me probably until sophomore or junior year of college for me to realize that I need to be getting rid of more stuff. There's going to come a time when I'm going to seriously move out of my room at home or 
um, just establish my own space and I don't want to be left with all of this stuff I'm never going to use. Something that helped me a lot put things into perspective was packing for Florence my freshman year. I had one checked bag, one carry-on, and a backpack, and I packed everything I thought I would need for nine months in those luggage items. And looking back on it now, I could have packed even lighter. I know some people brought two checked bags. I knew, though, that I would not be able to lug three suitcases around the streets of Florence and anywhere else I was going. But I did not need to bring the Vermont sign that reminded me of home or all of these stationary things that I could have bought in Florence or really any city I visited in Europe. But I think sometimes we just get so attached to things and it's really hard to detach from them. But again, out of sight, out of mind mentality. That's something that I have embraced. Um... And I realized that year that I really didn't need that much. I got a lot better at packing lightly. When I went on these trips, I pretty much only used a backpack. I remember going to visit Sasha in Kiev, Ukraine, and I was there for about a week. And I had my one Herschel backpack. And it was January. It was freezing cold. But you'd wear the same thing a couple days in a row and that wasn't weird and you layered and you realized oh I don't need to pack my whole life in this one bag and so trying to take that type of mindset back to the United States has been helpful in the past couple of years it has helped me realize that minimalism is something that I I'm pretty passionate about at this point and I know everyone has their own definition of minimalism. I'm still not the type of person that can say I only own two pairs of pants and two sweaters or shirts but I am finding my own way to be a minimalist and whatever definition that is I'm still trying to figure it out too and I just thought I would share what minimalism means to me at this point in my life as a 21 year old and see maybe if it's helpful for you if you can resonate with it at all or try to create some goals but yeah we'll we'll keep going with this train of thought one of the biggest things for me in terms of downsizing has been clothes when i was younger i used to love to shop i would nag my mom and my grandma to take me to the local mall so I could pick out some new clothes. And my friends will still tell you I am not the most fashionable person in the world. I definitely prefer comfort over how I look. And I'm not super with all the current fashion trends and whatnot. I just don't see clothing as my go-to when it comes to expressing myself. But something that has really helped me is buying clothes secondhand. This way you are giving a piece of clothing a second life, maybe a third or a fourth, and it's a lot more fun to shop this way. Goodwill is totally underrated. I don't know why people think that they have this idea that it's filthy or it's gross stuff. I found some super nice stuff at Goodwill, even at my tiny one in southern Vermont. I remember 
last summer I found a pair of white champion shoes and they cost five dollars and I still wear those a lot and it's much cheaper than buying them for a hundred dollars retail in a store or online. When I was in Maine last summer I came across this really cool um, consignment shop and I still follow them on Instagram. They're called Haberdashery Portland and it's an awesome site. They post brands that I really like and you can get the you can just comment that you want the piece and it's first come first serve and then they send you an invoice and ship you the package. I haven't done that that much. I've done it maybe once, but that's another really smart way to go about buying clothes that are quality. That's one thing too that I've tried to get better at in terms of justifying, okay, I might be spending a little more on this piece, but it is going to last me much longer than something that is made cheaply. In terms of clothes, I think when we get older, we become more accepting of the fact that you're going to wear your clothes more frequently and that you don't need to keep having new clothes to show off. I think in college and high school, you think, oh, I wore this shirt out last week. I can't wear it again this week. Let me go buy a new shirt. Instead, when we're older, we invest in pieces that we like more and that are higher quality. I know that I really like wearing black because I think it works for any occasion and you can dress it up, you can dress it down. Um, and that's something that I know, I know that's what I like. So when I see things in a consignment store or online on one of the secondhand stores I follow on Instagram, I know that that's what I'm looking for. And the thing that's hard about shopping online is that you can't try it on, but I think you can get a pretty good sense from the pictures, especially when someone's modeling them. So my best advice for clothes is really think about how much you're going to wear it. If you're not going to wear it that often, don't buy it. And if you do consider yourself a big shopper, if you stay off the clothing websites and you avoid the retail stores which is very easy now that a lot of them are closed then you're not going to be dropping hopefully a lot of money on clothes and something that I work on too when I'm home is constantly going through my closet if there's clothes that I haven't worn in a month or two then I'm going to donate them and pay it back because someone else is going to give my clothes a second or third life and that's great because I'm not just thinking about my wallet in this case I'm also thinking about the environment and I'm not gonna try to throw out numbers or facts about the impact that clothing producing clothing has on our planet but I do know from what I've seen in some fast fashion documentaries that it is not good whatsoever. So the more that we can reuse and share with our friends, the better. It was really fun this spring before we all left. Everyone took clothes from their closet in our house and dumped them into this pile. We called it the 10B clothing swap. And it was really fun seeing what was in there and 
people were getting rid of stuff that had significance or meaning and we'd say wait you're getting rid of that but they said yeah like it was great but I'm I'm not gonna wear it again and Tahiti is our friend who everyone knows she has the cutest clothes ever and when she came and dropped her clothes in the pile everyone scrambled and it was like the scene in Crazy Rich Asians when they go to the fashion boutique and have a free shopping spree like we were all telling each other I saw it first or like you have this one and I'll take this it was it was pretty funny so okay that was my whole thing about clothes now I'm gonna try and shift gears toward spending money in minimalism and I know I'm not an expert but I'm gonna I'm gonna share my food for thought here since I'm not someone who puts a lot of my budget toward clothing I spread it out in other areas and for me I really like spending my money on eating out or going to a coffee shop because that to me is something that is really important I think you're not just paying for the plate of food you are paying for the company the ambiance and that's something to be honest that I really miss right now restaurants have been closed since March and I was able to sit down and have a nice glass of red wine with my journal at Nick Ellen and it was really nice being able to do that and I'm really excited for when we'll be able to do that again so in terms of money I know that I like to spend on this and if my friends ask oh do you want to go grab a bite to eat it is very hard for me to say no but something that I worked on in quarantine I would only buy coffee out once and ready coffee is one of my favorite places that was just 15 minutes away from school and since I got so used to making coffee at home I realized I didn't need to go out and spend $5 on an iced latte or an iced chai with oat milk. I could make a pot of coffee at home for a much cheaper price. So that was one thing that I'm hoping will translate into normal life again when things start to open back up. But Honestly, I yeah, I'm not an expert, but I'm just saying that there are little things that you can do to adjust your daily lifestyle, and some of these little things can make a big difference for your wallet. Besides eating out, and of course groceries are tossed in there too as an essential, then I have to think about, okay, what else is very important to me that I want to put my money toward? Also, keep in mind that as a young professional, my spending is going to change a lot. I'm going to start paying off loans. There's going to be utilities and rent and all of that fun stuff. But before I even get there, I'm looking at my finances in terms of the essentials like food and gas and that type of stuff. And then things that I do spend that aren't technically essential, but they're things I want to spend my money on. And for me, that I budget into my weekly finances stamps. I write 10 to 20 letters per week, and stamps actually do cost, you know, a little bit of money. I also really like candles. It sounds so stupid, but candles create this vibe and really brighten up a room. 
And when I was staying at Lewis's house for the past three weeks by myself, they really helped make it feel cozy and comfortable. So candles are another thing. In terms of decor, I'm trying to focus on what I have since I have a decent amount of stuff already. But I'm also going to be making a lot of my own things. I can design my own wall decor on InDesign and I'll be able to print that out on nice paper and frame it myself instead of go to home goods and spend $20 on something. Plants are something that I would like to spend some money on because when I'm thinking about the aesthetic for I that I want for my next space, it is going to be very simple and a lot of white and greenery and that's something that plants do. Colleen I know has quite the collection of plants and those are important to her. She's an environmental science major so of course you're going to feel better about putting money towards something that means a lot to you. One of my biggest tasks when I got home on Saturday was finally going through a lot of my old art supplies and scrapbooking stuff that I have really avoided for as long as possible. But there was so much stuff in these boxes and bags, but I know I'm just not going to use it ever. My style and taste has changed a lot. I'm really not scrapbooking as much anymore. So it was really hard putting a lot of that stuff in recycling. But that's sometimes what you have to do. You just have to bite the bullet and get rid of stuff. And of course, you feel guilty throwing stuff away or recycling it because you know it's off your hands, but then that shit becomes someone else's. So my whole philosophy there is to just not collect stuff that I'm not going to use and no one else is going to use. I know traveling, I love to travel, and of course it's great to have souvenirs, but again, you're just going to be collecting all of this stuff, and yeah, you'll maybe be able to say, oh, I got this magnet when I was in Budapest, and oh, we had all these wonderful meals there, but really, you don't need it. You have photos, you have... um everything all the memories written down in your journal so you don't really need that tangible thing to remind you of how amazing Budapest was when I was studying abroad I decided instead of getting getting souvenirs I was going to get a postcard for every place that I went and at the end of the year when I came home I made my own little canvas where I painted a map of Europe and put each postcard on it in chronological order and that was great. The postcards didn't take up a lot of space but I was still able to make something that had a lot of significance and I know that in the future I'm going to try and do things like that when it comes to making something special without getting more stuff. When I was at Lewis's, I was living out of one big bag and I only had a couple of shirts, a couple of shorts, a pair of sweatpants, and a few sweatshirts. And I was perfectly fine. I was living comfortably. I didn't feel like I was missing the other pieces in my wardrobe. 
So when I came home on Saturday and was unpacking everything, I honestly forgot about a lot of the clothes that I had. And I still like them. They're still in my tiny closet. But it made me realize that you really don't need that much stuff. When you have full access to everything, you think you're going to use it all, but you don't. And then when you're forced to only have a few things, you make do. And that's a really important thing to remember. That's something that I'm going to try to implement moving forward when I'm packing for wherever I'm headed next to really only bring the things that I love and that I'm going to use. And I'm again going to be going through my closet and trying to get rid of more stuff. I've also been thinking a lot about the rule of one, and that is you only need one of each. And this can be for the most simple things and things that are a little more complicated. Like, I only need one pair of scissors in my pencil case. I do not need three or four. I just need one. I don't also need five pairs of headphones. If I have one pair of headphones, then that's going to suffice. Being at college, it, I kind of got in the habit of having two of everything so that I had everything I needed at school, but I had everything there at home too. So then I wouldn't have to be carrying a hairbrush or a comb back and forth. And I know guys, this sounds ridiculous and like such small things, but if you put them all together, it can add up to take up a decent amount of space. So now that I'm home for now, I'm going through all my stuff again and seeing, do I have duplicates of things? And if I do, where can I bring them or who can I give them to that will make better use out of it instead of having just this stuff take up more space when I'm not using it. Downsizing is something that should be at the forefront of our minds. As young 20-somethings, we are moving around a lot and who knows, we might be moving in with significant others in the near future and really less is more. That's the bottom line. So... I hope that this was somewhat interesting to listen to. I certainly liked talking about it. Um, but yeah, if you guys have other ideas or things that work for you, I'd love to hear them. And I hope that you enjoyed this little, this little ramble that I had going on. Before I sign off for the day, I want to give a couple more updates. The first one being, now that classes are over, I am trying to dedicate some more time to reading. And I asked for Sally Rooney's Normal People for a graduation present from my parents. Oh yeah, that's another thing, books. I've been trying to do a better job of borrowing books from the library because let's be honest once you read a book you're most likely not going to read that book over and over again but the libraries are closed right now so I that's how I justified asking for a book for my graduation present but I am enjoying normal people I watched the series on Hulu and it was an amazing show it was certainly very moving and I thought the acting was really well done the book so far is great. I am on page 60 and if I sat down and opened it, I could probably finish it in one sitting. 
I'm still getting used to the fact, though, that there are no quotation marks. That is a stylistic choice by the author, and it's taken me a little time to get used to since you're not sure when exactly someone is talking, but the book overall, the characters, you have a connection to them right from the get-go, and I highly recommend watching the series and reading the book. Now that we're not in college anymore, I think a lot of us are struggling with how to spend our time since we're not doing homework, we're not studying or working on group projects. And I know it can feel really boring and just completely overwhelmed by the whole uncertainty of the future but seriously guys we're not gonna have this much time off until we're retired practically and that's really crazy to think about so just remember that you don't always need to be moving forward it's okay right now to take this time and get back in touch with the things that you've missed since you've been at college my time reading, writing, cooking. I am going to start exercising again very soon. But that stuff is still, you can still find meaning and purpose in that stuff. I know we're so conditioned to constantly be working toward achieving our goals, but everyone's in the same boat right now. We're all kind of in, I don't want to say our lives are on pause, but because they're still happening, but we're just not going about life the way that we have in the past and yeah I wish that we could all be out and about doing our thing but now that college is over and I'm unemployed I'm really just trying to enjoy the time with my family being outdoors and relaxing because that's the silver lining in this that we are fortunate enough to be in positions we were, where we're safe and we're with loved ones. So hang in there as I am trying to remind everybody and thank you to all of the essential workers out there who have kept our society going. In Vermont they are starting to slowly open some non-essential businesses which is hopeful but of course I know we still got to be very careful since a second wave isn't completely out of the question. So with that being said, I hope you enjoyed today's episode and stay safe and healthy and I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye!